0: Welcome back to another episode of Sand Dollar for your thoughts uh, My name is Joe, I'm here with um, Today it's Shania Twain And Bowser Jr. Uh, people please make some noise to acknowledge that you're here
1: Yay! Yeah. Hey buddy!
0: Alright, so they're both here uh, So this is the week of May the 4th And There's only one thing we can talk about this week, and you could probably guess it's going to be Star Wars. So our first Star Wars themed episode, I'm sure the first of many, the three of us have definitely seen a few, at least one or two Star Wars movies together. So you know that we are all fans and all have a lot to talk about. For our weekly wrap up, I wanted to ask you guys, did you do anything special for May the 4th?
2: Yeah, um I watched the new, you know, TV series on Disney Plus called Bad Batch. Uh I think I think it debuted did it debut on the 6th or did it debut on May I'm pretty sure it debuted on like May yeah, the 4th. Episode
1: fourth, 1 maybe. was May the 4th, yeah.
2: And it was I mean, um, I don't want to spoil if you guys haven't seen it, but it was an hour long episode. Um it was tying in some stuff that happened in the previous series the Clone Wars animated series and No, it, it was pretty good and I'm excited to, you know, watch the next episode.
0: Are you a follower of all the animated
2: Yeah, I've seen the Clone Wars and then what was the one after that? The Rebels, the Rebel Alliance. Mhm. Yeah, I've seen seen that one. And that's the good thing about quarantine. I've been able to binge all of these shows like and it's it's been nice i I like being able to tie stuff into the story and the fact that the clone wars is probably my favorite just because it started off like like wicked cheesy and obviously meant for kids but then went right into season three hitting it on like some huge numbers and the finale was phenomenal Uh, so I, i have no complaints on my end
0: yeah i've always heard that uh those shows are worth the grind that once you sort of get into them they get better and better but i haven't Gotten there myself. Uh, EJ, what'd you do for May the 4th? You're down there Uh, in Disney Town,
1: so... Yeah, May the 4th was exciting. Um, At work, they were serving Hoth dogs and Wookiee cookies. (laughs) Um, But it was my only day off, so I didn't get to enjoy any of them. But what I did do instead was I played Star Wars Battlefront Two, the most recent edition. Um, And, you know, I got my fill of slashing enemies with a lightsaber as any true Star Wars fan aspires to do. Well, not a bad day. Did you do anything, Joe?
0: I didn't. I normally would have liked to have celebrated, but I, for whatever reason, I'm just not really that big of a Star Wars fan anymore, and we'll probably talk about it as we get deeper into the episode on why, but the most Star Wars uh, interaction I had on May the 4th was there was a guy in the gym wearing a star wars t-shirt on may the 4th and i said oh nice t-shirt and that was the end of that but we're gonna do the proper justice to may the 4th now even though it's a few days later and the plan for today is really kind of loose we're just gonna have a discussion i've prepared some uh probing questions for you guys because you know we're all pretty big fans and have probably some different opinions on things And maybe we'll learn about uh, each other a little bit more through this. So first thing I want to ask, just to get the ball rolling, what is your first memory of Star Wars?
2: Is it bad that it's Phantom Menace?
0: It it is for me too, so I'm right there with you, but go ahead. Because obviously, like,
2: when it first came out, oh, people hated it. People hated Jar Jar Binks. They hated a lot of different tiny aspects of the film. But that's my, one of my Star Wars memories growing up. And I think I saw that even before I saw, you know, A New Hope, you know, Revenge of the – not Revenge of the Fifth. It was um, all the Empire Strikes Back, Last Jedi. Like, I don't know. Like, but the fact that they threw in uh, Mace Windu in there and Samuel Jackson is just like a beast of an actor anyway, it's like – and Liam Neeson just being more of a badass than he is because he only plays badass roles in all of his movies, too. It just it was just a, a nice combination of, you know, Star Wars or at least to get started into the universe. And I'll be honest, I'm more of a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy. And I probably I can agree with
1: that. I think yeah, we it. all are. Yeah, Yeah, easily. But EJ, what was your first movie? Uh, first movie is a great question because probably the first Star Wars movie I saw live in theaters Did Rogue One come out before Force Awakens? I think. Yeah, I think. uh, I don't know about that. Whichever one came out first, Force Awakens or Rogue One. Um, My first Star Wars memory was playing Star Wars Battlefront for the PlayStation 2 back in the day. I I had no idea what Star Wars was, but that was at a time where my parents were buying my games, and I'm sure my mom or dad asked. The local Best Buy or Blockbuster employee, rip. What like <laughs> what games are popular right now? And they probably said Battlefront, and I got super hooked on it because the universe. I mean, it's very impressive what the Star Wars universe is. The fact that it has a, an unofficial national holiday, and I don't think there's any other fictional entity that really has that right now. Marvel maybe someday, but Star Wars is the, the king right now. It, it redefined. A, genre
0: yeah i think star wars so star wars has been around since long before we were here and i think star wars is gonna exist long after we're gone too. let's just say that mm -hmm. i think it's it's that big um so ej just to clarify the first movie you saw in theaters was um it would have been the force awakens because that one came out in 2015 okay rogue one came out right after that in 2016 okay and did you see any Star Wars movies before that, like,
1: on video? Um, or? I had seen the original three on DVDs, um, but my first, like, theatrical experience was The Force Awakens. Wow.
0: So, for me, I think I'm with Jake. Basically, I had watched some of the—this is going to show all of our age, but— I watched some of the original trilogy on VHS back when, you know, long ago, but I never, I was too young to really get it or like, think it was interesting. But then when the Phantom Menace came out in 1999, we were in preschool. So, I mean, we were still pretty young, yeah. but when that came out, I think that changed everything. And that sort of was what made me a star Wars fan because I didn't under. I remember the movie and thinking, I don't understand a single thing that's going on. But I think the lightsaber fights are really cool. The aliens are cool. Everything is like.
2: Well, that was back when, you know, Star Wars Jedi fights were actually choreographed. And like, you know, Ewan McGregor even came out and said that it's like they their choreographers were so good that it's like it got to the point where like they were so well trained that they didn't need the choreographers anymore and that they were just legit. going at it, unscripted at a point because of how coordinated and how great they were. By really yeah, their if you ever really want to be
1: impressed, you should watch the old videos of the actor who plays Darth Maul and kind of the training regimen he went through because of how his lightsaber, you know, it's dual-sided. And he has to do a lot of, like, aerial maneuvers to kind of mm-hmm. make it look... And it's just, I mean, super, super impressive. Um, is there any fictional weapon that is more desired than a lightsaber?
2: Uh, a lot of people would probably argue, like, Harry Potter, like, wands might be. But obviously I feel like there's a clear divide between, like, you're a, either a huge Harry Potter fan or you're either a huge Star Wars fan. There's no real divide, but, yeah, it's between wands and lightsabers, I would say. I would go
1: lightsaber if that was the debate.
0: I mean, me too.
1: Well, well what about a keyblade? I guess... But is Keyblade even close to the realm of a wand or a lightsaber? You mean Beyblade. (laughs) Beyblade. I did have those, so.
2: I had those
0: too. Those lasted for five minutes. (laughs) I want to ask you guys a very broad question. If you're in the Star Wars universe, would you be on the dark side or the light side? I'd be on the
1: gray side, actually. Can you explain what the gray side is to those who are not aware?
2: Well, I mean, it's the pure essence of balance between light and dark. So you're not so much a Jedi because you still believe in some level of power that the Siths do. But that's it's less of like a greed and like power trip. It's still using your emotions to better yourself. And then you still have the light because you're so obviously not like you know mass killing younglings. But you're still reflecting on some of the ways of the Jedi and some of the ways of the light side. And, you know, obviously in like the last star Wars movie that came out with Ray, she yielded the yellow lightsaber, which I'm pretty sure means that she's going to be like one of those. I don't even know what they're called. The gray troopers, gray Jedi. And, you know, the force is all about balance. Anyway, they even had an episode of clone wars where like Anakin and Obi-Wan and, you know, uh, I forget the, Padawan's name. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, thank you. Um, oh, Ahsoka. They, they all went to this one like realm where it was, like, they literally had the father who was the balance and then a light side dark, or, and a dark, dark side son that were just in conflict with each other, but he was the gray, and he was the pure balance of the world. Very so good for episode. me, I'm all about that balance. I mean, by nature, I'm an angry person, but at the same time, I still yield some of the things uh-huh. that I like. I try to at least pretend to be good on some occasions. But I, I like the gray the best. I don't uh, know what you guys think about that. You guys can reflect and judge I, as well.
0: I'm I, so I'm going to ask EJ in a second what side we think that we can agree on for you, Jake. But Because uh, I, I never heard of the gray side, though. That's interesting theory. EJ, if you're reflecting on yourself, what side do you think you belong to?
1: I mean, I feel like mine's arguably the most predictable I'm I'm going to be on the light side. I as with all of us I have my temper of course, but I really do always try to look at the bright side of things, almost hopelessly optimistic. I try to romanticize things to a point where it can be like, "Oh my god, shut up." But uh as someone who grew up on on Disney films and just good I, I can't let the villain win. You just you can't let the villain win. Good has to prevail. So, Even
0: in the music you like to listen to, it's happy, it's,
1: it's upbeat, it's, yeah.
0: It's it's not nothing uh, that gets into negative emotions at all. Yeah. Well, also, can we can we just be
2: honest, EJ? You are by far one of the best indiv- individuals I've met. You know, no homo at all. But it's like you're a great <laughs> person. I've never heard anybody say anything negative about you, yeah. except that you are too loving
1: and it is it, it could lead to my downfall thank you that is very humbling um but yeah i feel like i just feel like i have to be light side like that would be my destiny
0: but what joe, you? yeah, yeah I, what about you joe man you
1: gotta ask joe
0: well yeah well, i'm gonna ask you jake in a second if we agree with that but for me talking about myself i would also say that i'd probably fall into the light side um if i had known about the gray side uh, at all, maybe I would consider that, but as a binary choice between the two, light and dark, I would say on the light side because I think I have too much of a conscience to be on the bad side. Like whenever I'm playing a video game that offers you two branching paths, there's a good path and a bad path. Like Red Dead, Mass Effect, blah blah blah. Like they all have good choices and bad choices. I I always feel really bad doing the choices that make you act like a dick and are more forward and more aggressive. And I, that's not my approach at all. I always try to help them try to, even if I suffer, help, help the person don't demand the extra money and all that. So just going off my video game experience, I'm going to say light side, but now I want us to sort of sort each other because it's going to tie into something that I have lined up. So, EJ, are we thinking that Jake belongs to the light or dark side?
1: So, I'm going to do this in the most strategically well phrased possible. <laughs> just say it. No, no, <laughs> no. Honestly, <laughs> honest no, to no, God, no, just no, say no, it. No, no. no. <laughs> like, we're all friends. Uh, here. First of all, here we go. You example A. Piss me off if you want. to. Here yeah, we go. No worries. <laughs> <where you laughs> <live. laughs> I can so, fly down to
2: Florida for $22. I will find you. <laughs> e-
1: e- example A. I. So, a huge part of the dark side is emotion. And I know it's usually negative emotions, but I think out of the three of us, when it comes to emotions, you're going to be the one Jake who is the most passionately emotional. And I think (laughs) that is is why I would put you on the dark side.
2: That's the most diplomatic answer I think I've ever heard in my
1: life. Yes.
2: You just That's, say that. It's like, Jake, you're an emotional wreck.
1: <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, I I just think that you would do what needs to be done a lot easier than it. Like if. So am I cold hearted? I'm not saying you would kill younglings, but <laughs> you would be the one between the three of us that I think would be most willing to do whatever it takes to do what needs to be done.
2: So what needs to be done is my question then.
1: That I cannot answer for you, my friend. Well, I, I I agree with you, EJ. I think
0: Jake uh, is in the dark side bucket. Sorry. Uh, uh-huh, and sure it's ironic because Jake's the one who works with children. Uh, <laughs> watch out, kids. Watch
2: out. Oh, oh I'll be perfectly honest. I'm pretty, I'm pretty ruthless when it comes to kids. Like, no is probably my favorite word in the English language, uh, followed by sarcasm. And then... Yeah, Joe, would, I would assume you would agree that EJ is definitely on the light side.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any question there. I think he is very much the epitome of light side. I don't think he has a bad bone in his body. I'm curious what you guys will put me in. I I I, I think I could go either way, but I'll let you guys decide.
1: I if it, it's actually very difficult to put you in light or dark side. I feel like, in all seriousness, out of the three of us, you are probably the most gray. Because, again, I think you could do what needs to be done, Joe. But even in in real life, you you always have that, that kind of, like, Jiminy Cricket, like, wait, let's think this through, you know? And you always have good intentions. I've also seen you punch a wall so hard it broke your wrist and that yeah. is that is dark side man that is ruthlessness i, I
0: i've think learned a lot
1: since then though it's, and that's yes and that's you learn to not punch
0: story. walls part of jedi training is to <laughs> yeah. resist the urge to punch walls
1: i i i lean more light side if i have to pick between the two but i, I think gray is is joe what about you jake what do you think
2: yeah, I'd say Joe is actually more light side than anything else because I've seen a lot of honorable qualities with him over the years. You know, and me myself, it's like I can see why you guys would label me as, you know, Sith or Dark Side, which I pretty much accept at this point. But with Joe, <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely seen more good than bad. You know, and his intentions are, are always good and it's always driven back to his family. And even though family can be a path to the dark side, it's. Yeah, in this case, it's only been beneficial in Joe's favor. So, Joe, you skate by scot free in this one. So, good for you.
0: Hey, there's no judgment here. I want to say that the chicks oh, dig lied. chicks dig the dark side. So it's J- true, J- man.
1: Kylo Ren is a heartthrob. Yeah. Oh, that's because he looks like a
2: freaking box, man. Have you seen Have you seen <laughs> <He's> him in
1: <laughs> built like a Ford truck? <laughs> he is a tall glass of man. All good props or props are due. But anyways. Uh so this was this was going somewhere um
0: and now that we know what buckets we fall into later dark i want to sort of like place us in the star wars universe like who would we be what would our you know roles be what kind of like characters would be would we be so you i have this model that i am going to use that i've completely stolen from uh a video game called Star Wars The Old Republic, it's a great MMO for uh, people who, if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely I recommend it. Um, but basically, like, at the very beginning of the game, when you choose your character, you choose, first you choose light or dark, which we've done for each other. Second, you choose your class. And that dep- that will sort of, you know, um, shape your play style and, you know, what kind of... You know, traits do you want, how do you want to play, How? what kind of story do you want. So let's do EJ first. So Jake and I are going to decide what class EJ would be. So the choices are, and I can expand upon any of these if we need more detail. There's four classes, the Jedi Knight, the Jedi Consular, the Trooper, and the Smuggler. So... Basically, the Jedi Knight is what you would expect. He's a, you know, a fighter. He's very valiant, determined. He's the guardian of peace. The difference between the knight and the consular, the consular is more of like the, I want to say he's more of like the role in the Senate type thing. He's more wise. He's like an ambassador, still has a lightsaber and everything, but more of like the wisdom over the, like fighting prowess. And then the trooper, obviously, one of the troopers in the Clone Wars, you you know, very um, you know, all about duty, honor. They don't carry lightsabers, but they have some badass guns. Then there's the smuggler, which is, you know, your Han Solo type. They fall more into the gray area between, you know, dark and light, but they're usually clever, they're have great gunslinging skills. So, yeah, out of those four, those are the options for E.J. And I want to, Jake, if you if you have any opinion.
2: I mean, my initial thought right off the bat is, you know, for E.J., either a trooper or a knight um, and purely off the essence of E.J. is a hardworking, hardworking person. Um, and because he's more on the light side and so righteous, uh that's where i feel like he could fall into like the defender like a knight but maybe leaning more towards the trooper because he works for disney he's a hard working person i don't know that's that's my initial he's
0: he's a cog from. in the machine that is disney i mean all, aren't the we all yeah true <laughs> it's true but yeah. i kind of uh, like the trooper too um i think ej is loyal and has a sense of i'm i got to do this cuz it's right and it's good you know out of the different types of troopers there's the the vanguard like heavy armor type and then there's the commando who just has like the the biggest gun possible <laughs> and i could see ej with the big gun i could see him as the the trooper commando just with a mini mini gun just
1: spraying yeah. and praying Yes. Yeah. oh for sure that's my 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 style anyways is spray and pray so
2: yeah, I would say I would agree with that, um, especially after you stay in you know another Disney drone. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. EJ. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm just
0: one of yeah. one of. Yeah. What do millions. you think about that, EJ? Do you do you respond? Do you think we got you right, or would you? Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, there's the the fanboy me who, of course, wants to be the Jedi Knight, and I I guess the way I can think of it is I've never been a really I may dress flashy. But I'm really not a flashy persona, whereas, like, I feel like Jedi Knights are this big, you know, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's Anakin Skywalker, Mace Wind. These are very important figures, whereas I just, I like to do my job. I like to be recognized for what I do. Um, I like the brotherhood aspect of it, so I, I can totally see the trooper.
0: Yeah, you played football for a long time, and yeah. I feel like that, it goes hand in hand with, like, the brotherhood of the clone troopers.
1: Yes, yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: And you have the helmet and everything, so... Yeah. I, I, I think we nailed it. Yeah.
2: And you've talked before about wanting to get a Stormtrooper outfit for Comic-Con one of these days. Yeah,
1: man. I mean, they do some really cool cosplays nowadays. It's amazing. There's the uh, the Mandalorians, who basically build like replica armor that fits you and your own cool. color scheme and stuff. There's the 501st, which they build like replica clone trooper stuff. So maybe someday it's on my bucket list for sure. Yeah,
2: hey, I'll be right there with you. I have no problem shelling out 250 bucks for a stormtrooper after That'd that. would be I'll my Halloween
1: out. costume for the rest of my life, as long as I don't get too fat <laughs> or too skinny. You know. Um, I think we should do Joe next, just because we're still on the light side. Oh, this well, one's easy. We, I, could, I, we could. I I, I can tell okay. you right now what I think. Go for it. Go for Counselor. it. Counselor. Right. Yep,
2: counselor. Yep, done yep. deal. Easy. Sign and print.
1: Uh, what are the okay. subtopics for counselor, and I, we can explain why. Well, so, I mean, it, sorry. Counselor
0: I... is the description of the counselor is visionary ambassador seeker of Jedi wisdom. For more than twenty thousand years, the Jedi Order has worked to promote peace and balance. So it's pretty much like the people who are dedicated to the, you know, the the books of of the Jedi wisdom and and that. Um, The two classes are sage and shadow. So the sage is someone who's like the, you know, devoted to uncovering secrets and, you know, the wisdom in the galaxy. The shadow is someone who is a silent observer. And when action is necessary, a subtle hand, they go unseen gathering information and quietly thwarting those So it's more of, like, an an assassin versus the sage is more, like, magical but, like, knowledge-focused.
1: I would probably lead sage.
2: Yeah, you're definitely a more of a knowledge-focused individual.
1: You are for sure smarter than both of us. That has never been... Combined? Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree (laughs) with that. Yeah, I would say. I, I just think that you're the one who is you're so good at doing your research, you are so good at being well-informed, and I don't think attacking would be your MO. Mm-hmm. You would you would do what you need to do when you need to do it, and Jake talked about your family. If you needed to protect your family, you would. But mm-hmm. I think you would try to find the peaceful resolution as opposed to stabbing someone with a lightsaber. And we talked about, I talked about how you're kind of a gray area Jedi. It sounds like this is the closest thing to that as possible. Only because you're searching for knowledge, you're more defensive than offensive. I, I think it's just I think it's a really good almost the easiest pick. As soon as I heard Counselor, I was like, Joe, easy. Yep. Sure. No. Yeah, hey, Joe,
0: what what are your thoughts? I I think you guys I'm very happy with that. Um I don't think I'm smarter than the two you put together, but I appreciate that you, you know, think think so. And
1: Jake, how many college credits do we have combined going into college? I'm pretty sure zero. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <laughs> much less than Joe. And honestly, that could be a podcast right there. Me yeah. and EJ versus Joe on a battle of wits and like, oh, oh, you know, let's see who comes out on top. It's going, going be to be fun. Joe, but
0: <laughs> if it's it Disney knowledge, it's not going to be me. We, no, we, we, we
1: need a, a mediator for that one. So stay tuned for that one. It needs so to be about a, either, a neutral topic. Be, like NASCAR or something well
2: or (laughs) Noah or Ashley yep yeah that's
1: that's that's definitely a future episode so
0: let me tell you about the dark side options for Jake so we've got the Sith warrior who your archetype would be like a Darth Vader these are the guys who are unstoppable they have you know they just destroy the empire's enemies they're very powerful fighters then you've got the Sith Inquisitor. So imagine Emperor Palpatine. They fight with the lightning. They're very smart. They're deceptive. They're sort of like the, the puppet masters. Then you've got your bounty hunters. So obviously that's like Boba Fett. They just care about the money. They are, you know, killers for hire. And they usually, you know, work for the Empire because the Empire's got that kaching. Um then we've got the Imperial Agent. So this is sort of like a—if you think of Admiral Hux from the new trilogy—yeah. Sort of like a—you know—works for the Empire, but um, this is someone who's sort of like the counterpart to the Light Side smuggler. They are very clever, very smart, work in the shadows, obviously. It's sort of like a an assassin type character. So. I I'm curious to hear your thoughts, EJ, if any of these jump out at you. Yeah. Out of the four, which are again the Sith Warrior, Sith Inquisitor, Bounty Hunter, and Imperial Agent.
1: I to me Bounty Hunter is the one that sticks out the most. And (laughs) Really? Okay. Yes, yes, because I think Jake would do what needs to be done. I just that's what I think. I don't think Jake is an all-out force like Darth Vader. I just I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I see you, and especially with like the redeeming arc we've seen with Boba Fett, bounty hunters don't have to be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, bounty hunters are are in it for the money, which Jake, uh, you love to play odds, right? Isn't that essentially what bounty hunting is?
2: <laughs> we never played it for money though.
1: You never tell if me if we the start odds. playing for money, I'm gonna clean house. Yeah, that's what. See, my point exactly. I I think bounty hunters are very interesting because in it, in the Clone Wars I've seen it too. They're not always bad. It depends on the contract, but they're very skilled at what they do. They're secretive, they're reclusive, but when they need to get the job done, they they usually come through. So I, I think that's my my pick.
0: So as I look at this list, I think we can rule out the Imperial agent. I think Jake doesn't work for anyone but himself. Uh, I would take out the Sith Inquisitor just because I don't think you're manipulative and, you know, very um, into controlling others. So for me, it is between the Sith Warrior, like the Darth Vader type and the Bounty Hunter. I think EJ is on to something with Bounty Hunter because when I think about the Mandalorian, it's sort of like, well, you know, like this is the way. Is the the catchphrase and sort of like you know you do what you have to but that guy the mandalorian does have a conscience and he is sort of a special case but i sort of see you fitting into that uh that sort of group of people and you are very good with your money uh ej and i don't have houses i can just tell you that that is true Uh, so yeah maybe it's the bounty hunter uh I think that's I think
1: we EJ and I can agree on that and then one last thing just to add really quick. Jake is a very you're a very practical thinker, and I imagine you'd be a very successful bounty hunter because you wouldn't pick missions that were too high risk. You would pick the missions you know you could get done, you could get your rewards, boom, on to the next thing.
2: So that was my initial thought was I would probably be Mando, just in the sense that it's like like you said, e j he has a conscience. he did take care of grogu for a little bit. and not to mention that, that particular side of Bounty Hunter has a very strict religion. i mean i'm I'm a Christian and I'm you know very much a believer in God, and that's my you know religion choice. and as much as like I'm not as strict on myself to follow certain aspects of it, you know I do follow it very, very consciously. And um, the only thing I would say about bounty hunters—they're very savvy and very cunning. I would probably say I'm not very cunning in that respect. I have some wit with people who I know, but other than that, I probably would say I'm more forceful, especially when it comes to basketball, because I'm just like go go go. Um, but yeah, I probably I probably fit that mold of a bounty hunter pretty well. Yeah. Um, so you got—I think you guys nailed it.
0: Uh. So EJ, you mentioned before. The most iconic, probably weapon in all of science fiction, maybe all of you know movies as we know it, is the lightsaber. And I want to ask you guys, so assuming that we're all uh you know either Jedi or Sith uh, doesn't matter. I want to ask you, what would your ideal lightsaber be? What would it look like? What color would it be? How many blades? How many vibrating flashlights? You 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 tell me yeah. basically what your lightsaber would look like. And I gave EJ a little bit of a head start, so I'm gonna go to you first. To
1: tell me about what you. Do you thinking. do you have an idea in your head? Because no,
0: no. I, I I I need to hear some other opinions first. I think before
1: I. All right, all right. What about Jake? Do you have any ideas before?
2: yes the cantuppet blade you know and it's going to be rainbow colored and it's going to no i have no idea what i <laughs> like would a, pick. like like um, a trident <laughs> um i'll try that that'd be interesting yeah i mean i've seen edit everything from in like comic books they actually have like a lightsaber gun that the librarian actually wields and actually I think, I think after order
1: uses that in rebels too
2: well no 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 it doesn't look like a uh, lightsaber and the gun and the handle is a gun it's a legit like sniper rifle that has a kyber oh. and crystal, crystal oh. powering it and like the librarian of the archives is the one who carries it and after order 66 vader and like a bunch of other stormtroopers comes for her and that's how she kind of defends one part of it so I'm trying to remember. It's like back when like some Jedi are still alive and scrambling to survive, and they're trying to take certain aspects to protect like these devices that um, kind of determine, you know, who's force sensitive among children, and keeping that out of the hands of the Sith. I know I'm nerding out a little bit too much right now because we be talk it. about weapons. <laughs> um, but honestly, I, w- I wouldn't mind that sniper rifle. That'd be pretty cool. Um, I wouldn't mind. A dual lightsaber that would be—actually, no. Uh, Ahsoka's lightsabers that she has are white, and those things look badass in Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I'd I'd love
0: to have something like that. So would it Um, be one lightsaber or two?
2: So she has a combo of like a one long saber and one short saber that she uses
1: in dual action. Okay, okay. How about so, you EJ? Do you have a So a I've I've thought about it and actually I think what would be really, really cool is having a lightsaber that was similar to a Keyblade. Mm-hmm. So I since I'm light side, I don't I don't wanna be like pick one of the rare color. It's basically green or blue, and I think I would go green. I like the green look better than the blue. Um but the the lightsaber itself at the very top would almost like um it would look like a key, you know? It would have two kind of parallel points coming out of the top. And the hilt is where it gets a little bit interesting. I think it would be cool if you had like a like a Iron Man color scheme, maybe like the the red and the the gold as the hilt, and yeah. I would try to make it as similar to a sword as possible so you know you have your main i'll call it shaft and then you have the two things coming around it because um, mm-hmm. that way it combines the sword the keyblade the nerdiness and it would just be unique to me
2: well it's interesting that you say that because mostly inquisitors have blades like that um and as you get as you guys might know from any of the star wars games or tv shows or comics the inquisitors are the ones who are kind of like spawns of darth vader they're trained to be sith but they're not full-on sith because of the rule of two but their blades actually have one handle in the middle encircled by something that connects it and it also spins and rotates so they have the option of a dual blade have the option of one and it's you know it has, like, some cool mechanics along with it. So is that what you're thinking, or are you just thinking pure Sora?
1: I'm thinking more along the lines of Sora, but also a sword. Um, not It doesn't have to rotate or be anything fancy, but I would love to have it where it's... I'm, I see myself more of a masher as opposed to, like, a finesse fighter. Mm-hmm. So I'd want something that's pretty sturdy, but also pretty lightweight.
0: I, I would have pegged you for the orange lightsaber. I think that would have been.
1: Yeah, but like. That kid from the, <laughs>
0: the Fallen Order has an has orange one.
1: Yeah, I mean. Calcastus? Yeah,
0: it's a rare color. So it's, what? Yeah, this can be whatever color you want.
1: I, I orange, orange white, so. Orange would be sick. I mean, orange would be sick, but it feels wrong because who the frick has an orange lightsaber? <laughs> Calcas, you know, if you can do it, you can do it. Uh, yeah, he's also a fiery redhead, so it kinda Samuel, works
2: for him. Samuel L. Jackson legit told them I want a purple lightsaber. Period. Yeah. No yeah. arguments, no rationale behind it, purple lightsaber. You can do the same thing. I, if Samuel Jackson can do it, you can do it.
1: I there's also the part of me that's like if I have a green one and I'm fighting a Sith who's red, it's kinda Christmassy and that's festive. <laughs> So there cool.
2: is no, there is no Christmas in the Star Wars universe. Uh,
1: ooh, have you seen the holiday special?
2: It is not can, it is not canon. It's legend. It
1: is, it is legend. But so is the orange lightsabers.
2: That's more believable though to see an
0: orange lightsaber in there. Let me cool. tell you about my lightsaber because now nobody, I've had some. Nobody, time to think. nobody cares, Joe. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I for the style of mine, I really want to dual wield. I want. One in either hand. Um, I'm not so hot on the like the one long lightsaber that has two blades out of either end because that just feels like I'll spin it the wrong way and cut off my own head. Yep. So I want you know two separate lightsabers, one in each hand. And I think I would for the color, I'd really like something like. I mean, I, I love the purple. I gotta say, I love the Mace Windu purple. It's such a like bold choice there's also some like black i've seen black lightsabers which i think are like different i think they're not jake jake's the lightsaber like you know historian so he can probably tell us exactly what i'm thinking well
2: i mean ej knows about it too because he's watched the clone wars but the mandalorians actually have a like a lightsaber literally it looks like a sword and it's black a light sword, yeah. light sword. Yeah. And it was featured in the Mandalorian as well. Um, and that I feel like would be more up your alley, Joe. It's some, it's something unique, the color black. And then it's, it has a lot of meaning behind it as well, because whoever wins it in single combat is then the leader of the Mandalorians. Mm.
0: So it has a lot of power behind it. it so I'd seen, take Two of those please. And okay. yeah, yeah. Dual swords, man, that's sick. So, it's about time I think to get into the movies because we've just been, you know, off in our own little world for a while. But really, the thing that I feel like cements Star Wars in its place are the movies because they're so big, they're so you know world wide famous. Uh, I could talk all day about the movies, but I think a fun question to ask is, who do you think in Star Wars is the most overrated character and the most underrated character for both of you
2: that's tough those are some tough questions um because we we all know who's the most hated in the star wars universe and that's jar jar binks (laughs) right Um,
0: but i feel like he's valued at pretty much what he's worth he's you know uh kind of a throwaway character and most people see him as such but mm -hmm. you know overrated and underrated like who's the character that is just gets way too much press ej i
1: I can give you two and this is purely off of the movies this isn't based off of shows or anything the two characters that i think are way too overhyped are darth maul and boba fett wow okay
2: i can see that because like from a movie perspective They don't really do anything except just Mm kind of, they're just kind of there. Except Darth Maul does have like an amazing fight scene, obviously. He does. Phantom Menace. And And he's a major factor in the Clone Wars as well. Yes. But
1: from a movie perspective, Darth Maul is, he's just badass. Mm -hmm. He's got the cool look. He's got the dual sabers. Uh, He might have one line, maybe two. And he gets sawed in half. So (laughs) not really a strong character. Um, And then Boba Fett, like, People love him, but he doesn't do a gosh darn thing in the movies. He does not. And he's not even like... I mean, like, you see other bounty hunters in the original movies, but Boba Fett is literally just, like... He stands here (laughs) with his gun next to Darth Vader. He takes Han Solo and the Carbonite. And that's, I mean, that's really it. So... I think those would be – and just for the amount of merchandise they both get, that's why I would say.
0: Right. Now, and this the, is
1: just off so. the movies. Both of the characters have really, really good stories um, in the recent years, but yeah.
2: And it's similar along the lines of that Chrome Trooper that came out in yeah, The Force Awakens. Like, that was just a money grab. I feel bad because the actress who played her Phasma. was this – yeah, she was the same actress who played Lady Brienne in Game of Thrones. And, like, you really expected more of her. And you really expect her to have a bigger role. But instead, she was just there and just was, like, more of a visual presence than anything else. Like a Boba Fett, like a Darth Maul. And it sucked. But um, as far as underrated characters, it that's really, really tough.
1: Joe, today. do you have an overrated character while we ponder the underrated? Yeah.
0: My overrated character is probably Lando Calrissian. Hmm. Oof. I just don't, he, I don't know, to me, I never really understood, like, why we care about this guy. He just seems like he's there to serve a purpose, which is, like, Han Solo's friend, and he sells them out, and then, like, who cares? Like, I don't know. I've never really been into the story of Lando, and I haven't seen the the Solo movie. So. I actually
1: thought he was pretty cool in Solo, but that's also because he's Childish Gambino, so... Yeah, so yeah, just Donald speaking.
0: From, yeah, just speaking from the you know original trilogy, I I think Lando is just kind of like a I don't know boring. Mhm.
2: And if you ever end up watching Solo, don't watch it thinking that you're watching a Star Wars movie because that's honestly not what it is. Just watch it going into it for what it is, and it's. It's not Jedi's and lightsabers. It is a smuggler's mm-hmm. movie. It is a. I want the best comparison I can say. It's like Fast and the Furious meets Star Wars. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Lando, I can understand. He was a pivotal role because he came. I mean, he came in in like the earlier movies, you know, Last Man to Help Save the Day, and he was. Uh, yeah, I mean, he played a factor in rescuing han solo at that point in time as well but yeah i can see where you're coming from i just have no idea who to say for an underrated character because most of the characters i'm thinking of you know everybody has either blown way out of proportion and because of how great they are there's like very little middle ground like an underrated character would be like a middle class person in real life and the middle class is slowly dying there is to me there is no underrated characters
1: yeah i uh, there's two names that come to mind and one's not really underrated because he's a fan favorite. But R2-D2, mm-hmm. I, I want to talk about just for a few reasons. In the original movies, there's an actual dude inside the R2 unit driving it mm-hmm. around. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. And I think the way that they're able to convey emotion with just beeps is is super impressive. And R2 was so important to the whole cause in all of the movies. Yeah. Um, now everyone loves R two, so that's not really a big one. The other ones that I'm gonna give a shout out to are the Ewoks, because <laughs> Our, they're um, a very primal planet. They get invaded by some ruffians, and they they really came to bat. I don't like the Ewoks.
0: Come on, so, man. They're they're there to sell toys, you know that right? So. Well, same with like Porgs. Porgs are don't even. The character to me who's underrated is Qui Gon Jinn. I think he only got one movie to be in strong mentor figure and that movie sucked, but I remember that performance. And I remember that character and thinking like, wow, that's a, that's a cool character. And then I wish that I got to see more with him.
2: And I know in the clone wars, I'm, um, I'm, I'm probably spoiling this for you, Joe, but they do kind of bring him back a little bit. Um, because part of his lore is that he does accomplish something similar to what Obi Wan and Yoda do, and it's like they have like a spirit in the afterlife. Yeah, Qui Gon was, yeah, um, he wasn't able to achieve full go full ghost. He was just more of a, a voice spirit that you can't visually see. Um, so, and that's because he didn't finish part of his training. But I do kind of wish, like, imagine if he was the one who had trained Anakin all those years. And I feel like Anakin would not have, like, been driven to the dark side like he was. He might have still fallen in love and might have still, you know, kind of driven away from the Jedi Order. But I don't think he would have been driven to the dark side if Qui-Gon was there. Because he seems like more of an understanding dude. And I would have loved to see what he would have been like as the age throughout like the years and especially through the rest of those like Clone Wars and the Republic turning into the Galactic Empire um, I do agree with you EJ as well my initial thought was R2D2 simply uh, purely based off the fact that he is the piece of technology that a lot of people rely on just to be able to function on a mission to mission basis and there's a reason why he is utilized by Obi-Wan, Anakin Luke and he's brought well, all over the galaxy to be yep. able to assist in any way possible and he even was featured in rescuing han by carrying luke's lightsaber um mm-hmm. he's a deviant little fuck and i love him
1: <laughs> yeah he sure is I, all right I,
2: yeah I, I have no answer for underrated people because i feel like there is no answer nobody's underrated Everybody is loved in these movies. yeah
0: it's a very character rich Franchise, which mm-hmm. I think is part of what keeps it enduring all this time. Um, we've talked for well longer than I thought we would on some of these. So I just want to ask one more hot take question and then move on to music.
2: Yes, I am single. Um,
0: who is your <laughs> Star Wars wife? Go.
2: Ooh. Chewy comes to mind.
0: Ooh, wow. I was thinking
1: C-3PO for you. I, ooh. <laughs> ooh. You probably won't recognize oh, him because not. of the red he, arm.
2: Oh, man. He would be the last one I'd ever want as my wife. He would be like <laughs> the most like nitpicky about the dishes not being cleaned. Like, there's one little speck left on this dish. No, sir. No. Mm-mm. Could not do that. Uh, there's
1: not a lot of options.
0: What are you talking about? There's plenty of options. You can go into the Clone Wars. You can go into Mando. You can go into whatever you know you want amelia clark is in the solo movie i know that yeah but she's not i don't
1: really like. She kind of turned
2: into like a villain and like i like amelia clark the actress not Mm. the character that
0: she played in that movie joe who would you pick i think because my introduction to star wars when i was at such a formative age was the phantom menace and you know probably one of my first childhood crushes was natalie portman in those movies. I would probably say Padme. Uh, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I will say she looks a little scandalous in the Clone the Clone War movies. Um, that
0: was probably intentional. Yeah, probably very intentional. Just and like Leia captured by Jabba the Hutt was intentional.
2: When the they fact put her in
0: the slave outfit.
2: That outfit charged a generation of fanboys is...
1: She was like okay. the woman at the time. Uh, I am gonna go off the beaten path here, cause I know there's the obvious answers. There's Rey, there's Padme, there's Leia. Um, I I do really like Ahsoka, but the Ahsoka I know is a child in the Clone Wars, so I'm not not gonna go that route. I'm gonna go with Ayla. Is... Ayla Secura. From okay. the original. She's a blue the, one. The blue with the long ones. Blue yeah, one. man. She's from uh, Felucia. I think she would be the, the one. What a dream destination. Yeah,
2: she's a dime piece, let me tell you. Um, ah, Felucia.
1: <laughs> but yeah, for real. That would be my pick. All yeah. right, Jake? I mean,
2: my original pick was going to be Natalie Portman as well, but I won't go there since you she, can, you can, Joe Yuri called dibs. Um,
0: and we can have the same wife. No, no, we can't. Not for the <laughs> sake
2: of the episode. This is sounding very sad and depressing, uh, so I'll try and be quick. Um, there was one, there's one character in Rebel Alliance that is like the similar, um, I don't even know what to call it, ethnicity. That EJ you were talking about. Do you know uh, the captain of the ship of the main like TV show of Rebels? Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Um, not off the top of my head, no.
2: But she essentially instead of blue, she's green, and that's and she's a good character. Um, so I'd probably go
0: that route. And the, you don't even know her name. No, I don't <laughs> need to know her name. Love at first sight. That's all that matters, man. <laughs> I don't need to know her name. Reasons
2: wrong. why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. Okay. Oh, this is
0: bad. Like,
2: if you have to you, cut out part of this episode. <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
1: Okay, okay. okay. Real quick. <laughs> Rank. Padme, Leia, Ray
0: uh Leia is last. Leia is the bottom for me as well. Uh, yeah, LePort
2: first and Ray's middle. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I could Okay. Yeah, same. I I agree with Jake. Uh, they turned Leia into such a joke with the
1: uh, uh, what was that
0: awful fucking movie called?
1: The Last Jedi.
0: Last Jedi, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, that's. I mean, this episode could keep going and going. So we gotta.
0: Yeah. We gotta talk t- about the music that we listened to. Um. This weekly, as a group, we listened to the Eagles. uh, By By the Eagles, yeah,
1: man. From 1972.
0: Let's have uh, you know what I'll go first. So, I'll talk about both of the ones I listened to because they could not have been more different. Uh, My individual album was Liquid Swords by Jizz or is it Rizza or Jizza? No, it's -er. it's Jizz.
2: Who gave you that album?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was my own <laughs> choice, I believe. Um, so I like Liquid Swords, it's kind of a very cinematic, like kung fu inspired rap album. And it is, you know, features Jizza, who is a member of the Wu Tang Clan, and it involves a lot of the Wu Tang Clan members on this. I think it was a little too long, which I say about every single album, but. The coolest part of this, of listening to this, was it's sort of like a cinematic experience. There's like this old audio that sounds like it's been through a meat grinder of like old kung fu movies playing. And it's like, you know, my father was the shogun and they're sent a man to assassinate him and blah, blah, blah. This, this narration is playing, you know, as introductions to the songs. And hearing that sort of as a background and then have the songs sort of like play off of those and, and, and sort of build like a narrative about, you know, war gang, war crime, you know, against this like Kung Fu sort of background. I thought was very interesting and, you know, uncommon. I give it a, uh, probably a seven. I liked it. Um, my favorite song was the duel of the iron Mike. Check that one out. It's got some, some sick beats. For the Eagles, I, I don't know. I can't I don't really like the Eagles, I'm sorry. I give it a four.
1: Say <laughs> not even gonna elaborate on it or are we gonna come back to the Eagles?
0: I'll I'll bounce off when you guys talk about the Eagles because we're all gonna have to say our, our share, but that's fair. For
1: me for me it's a four. Okay. Oh man. Jake, okay. you should go next, man.
2: Fantastic. Good, because I only listened to my albums like thirty minutes ago. Um I I'll start off with my Bruce Springsteen album. I actually gotta pull up the name of it because it's kinda long. Yeah, I believe it is the Wild. What is it? The Wild, The Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle. You know. Of course. So let me describe to you guys what I was doing while I was listening to this album. I was shaving, I was doing laundry, and I was doing the dishes. So I was being productive after a nice two-hour nap because I had long day. So, this was one of the albums that I listened to, and gotta admit, it's a little upbeat. I know Bruce Springsteen isn't everybody's cup of tea, but you know, there's a reason why his nickname is the boss because this was a pretty good album. I gotta give it a seven out of ten. Um, it was seven songs.
1: Oh, man. It
2: was which there were three songs that were kind of long, there was like two seven-minute songs and one nine-minute song, which. For seven songs, I'm okay with that. So that's, in reality, more like 10 or 12 songs in total, if I'm being perfectly honest. So it was a pretty easy listen. Um, And I'm just pulling up the names again. I'm pretty sure, yeah, Kitty's Back, I think, was probably my favorite song of the album. And so that was a pretty good listen. But I got to say, Eagles by Eagles, this got a 10 out of 10 for me whoa wow (laughs) because again this is like you want to talk about like an album that just reflects like easy living and simple lifestyle it's like taking it easy is the very first song and that's a classic song so that sets the mood for the whole album and i know it's like normally i prefer music that's like each song needs to sound different in order for me to enjoy it every song sounded the same and i could easily listen to this album over and over again like it was just the perfect thing to wake up to because I took a nap and this was the first thing I put on because I was very, very close to just saying fuck it and saying <laughs> I'm not going to listen this week. I'm I'm going to sing for the group
0: because that it is coming. Stubborn mule. Yeah, that's me. So, uh, what was, what was the, uh, the gem of the Eagles? What was your favorite song? Well, I mean, taking
2: it easy is just one that's like I've listened to forever. Um, I'm looking through the songs that are here. Nightingale is pretty good. Uh, train leaves here this morning, which is a 2013 remastered. The one I listened to. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's just honestly, it was just a good listen. And not to mention, it's. I'm pretty sure it was 10 songs, which is also a pretty short listen as well.
0: Yeah, yep. it was only 30 seconds. minutes. minutes. Yep.
2: Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. And like to be able to get like that type of emotion reaction from only 30 minutes of listening, got
0: to give it a 10 this week. And I've been Man.
2: itching for a ten.
0: Okay, before I react to that, EJ, tell me what what you listen to.
1: Um, so with the Eagles album, I'm on the same side as one of you guys. So we'll <laughs> save that for the end. Uh, I listened to an album by the Smashing Pumpkins because I really wanted someone to listen to it.
0: <laughs> pumpkins by <my> Pumpkins <laughs> by David. And, uh,
1: Hit it with the pumpkin spice. I. I listened to Siamese Dream. Uh this album sucked. <laughs> I holy shit. I I'm I'm giving it a zero. I'm giving no. it a zero out of ten. I nice. hated I hated nice. it. I really hated it. I the first two songs I listened to the first day and I could not physically get myself to listen to the rest of it until today. And it, it was it was like painful. Every song, just, I hated. I like. I usually try to be fair and give props to the instrumentals or the. This one's just sucked. It sucked. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But if this is your jam, good for you. I hope you enjoy Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, and it's an interesting transition because I also thought the Eagles was a 10 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. I, man. I the the older I get. That is like the exact type of music I wanna to listen to. It's just it's simple, it's hits home, it it speaks to me. It's just it's just one of those like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you read your paper with your coffee, listening to the ego Life is good, man. That's life what I'm is saying. good
2: it's a feel-good album let me it put is.
1: both of you on blast right now because oh my god no joe That's... you're
2: outnumbered at this point there's nothing you can say and this is my podcast i'm not gonna allow you to say anything
0: as jeff bridges in the big lebowski says i fucking hate the eagles and i think he's on to something because i would equate this album this listening experience to a scoop of sugar-free vanilla
1: ice cream sugar-free ice cream sucks that is
0: that and, is bad and vanilla the most boring flavor the most yeah. boring music like this that is, is bad. i think it sounds nice it's very like auditorily pleasing it's got nice chords it's got nice melodies the singing's all right but it's just it i just don't i just don't really tend to remember any of it and um I listened to it once while I was cleaning the apartment uh, a couple days ago and I just thought, well, I just feel like I'm an old man now and this this is all I have left to look forward to. It's just, uh,
1: I was like excited. I was like, dude, I'm an old man now. We're uh, all going to be 30 soon.
0: (laughs) I want to listen. I still want to listen to things that push the limits, push the boundaries, make me confused and angry and upset. And all this made me feel is like, ah, yes, uh. It's, uh, you know, I'm 60 years old and I'm, I'm my bones are decaying, but at least the eagles still sound good. You got it. Right? You got it. You are the death of joy.
2: Like, we were just talking about how Ron Swanson was such a great character last week. And this is kind of up there of stuff that he might listen to because it's just simple and upbeat. And it's like he is a simple, simple man.
0: Oh, you're the it death is, it Go is back to so your great. annex, Toby. It's simple, but I don't like simple in this case. I'd rather have something different. And I'll give them that the Eagles, they're an American classic. Hotel California is one of the, you know, most iconic songs by them. Um, but even that one, I like—I I just get so sick of it because it's so boring. So anyways, I fucking hate the Eagles. <laughs> this is a four for me, but we have this week. We had two tens. We had a zero. It's an exciting week. So. We talked a lot about Star Wars. Is there anything left unsaid before we sign off in our usual fashion?
2: Um, I mean, honestly, tomorrow is Mother's Day. I'm going to be spending it with my family. My brother is coming down. I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day here. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is honestly a saint. I I feel that needs to be recorded. And um, other than that, I'm looking forward to the next episode of Bad Batch.
0: She'll, she'll appreciate hearing that. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure. Sure.
2: I did get her a bird bath and it's nice because she won't know it until tomorrow. So, and this episode won't drop until Monday. So she doesn't you know
1: listen. You know, what's <laughs> funny is I, I got my mom a garden decoration as well.
2: Nice. What was, was, say, was it it's, a gnome?
1: It's, it's a swing. So she'll, you, not like a swing you can ride on, but it's something that she can tie to a, a smaller tree and Minnie Mouse is on it. It'll be a nice kind of uh, decoration for that for the house. You got to go all out, you know. I think uh, I can speak
0: for all of us when I say we love our moms very much and wish all of them a happy Mother's Day and a happy Mother's Day to everyone else who's listening, whether you're a mother or not. You, you
1: can be a mother of fur babies. You can tree be yourself. A yeah. mother <laughs> of dragons. You, you know, there's a lot of moms out there, so. <laughs> Uh,
2: mother of uh,
0: oh mother of pearl (laughs) mother
1: of pearl let's go
0: I was going to say something more expletive but I'm glad you guys filled in the blank
1: you don't do that here (laughs) we are a children's (laughs) show
0: anyways uh, thank you all for listening Uh, follow us on all the usual channels and um, see you next week see you later see you later (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.